It's a new year, but it's the same old podcast. It's the monthly Big Lebowski podcast. It's the fan Big Lebowski podcast. It's the dude podcast. It's, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. A podcast in which I, a loyal Lebowski fan, try to make other people become loyal Lebowski fans by making them watch The Big Lebowski. We're a few episodes in now, you should be familiar with the premise. You may also notice that there weren't any episodes for the last two months. That's because I pulled a bit of a dude on myself and spaced on the date for one of them. And then when the second one came around, I was like, I just don't feel like doing this right now. And I didn't do it. But I've got some episodes coming up this month. Some people have said they're going to be on it. And we're going to get the ball rolling straight away with this holiday special, which I say because I recorded it on a holiday. So, I don't know about you dudes, but me, I have my annual traditions, I go home for Christmas, uh, see the family. Boxing Day, my mother and sister-in-law go shopping, and me and my two brothers, we sit at home, we watch movies. This time, I got them to watch a movie in particular, The Big Lebowski, and because I have my new cool portable recording equipment, got them to talk about afterwards. And that is also why the sound quality is a bit weird on this one, because there's three people talking, and there's one central microphone in the room, so that's kind of the gimmick here. My two older brothers and me, we watch Big Lebowski and then we talk about it for you to listen to. So let's uh, let's do this episode. If you're here, you might as well listen. You might as well listen. Uh, so we put that there. And then that sits there so we can also see what's happening. And then we need to turn the volume off on that telly. You know, this is quite a popular podcast. You guys are going to be famous. How popular? It's about, I'd say, 60 to 70 hits a month when there are interesting people on. So, you know, you guys have got some... interesting people have you had? Uh, The best ones were my friend Anders, who is from uh, Norway. So he got, like, people from Norway to start listening. Who the hell's Norway? Norway. 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 How do you know Norge? He worked in uh, John Lewis with us. Why is there a Norge working in John Lewis? Norgies have got to work too. (laughs) (laughs) Norgies have got to work too. They're hard-working people. So this is the Big Lebowski but bad, podcast. Uh, bad resistance to a black death. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so the point of this podcast, by the way, Craig, a podcast is uh, like a radio show that you put up on the internet. You don't listen to any podcasts, do you? I do have a familiarity. And he has some familiarity. It's like That's radio good. with swearing and pre-recorded so you can skip through boring bits. <laughs> so what we do on this is I speak to like a different person once a month that I know kind of or that I know well and I get them to watch this movie because people have different interpretations of things they've seen before. We usually start off by telling who I'm talking to and how we know each other. So going in terms of uh, you know age, I think uh, we, we all know each other from uh, this house and uh, being born in here. Well, you were born in here. Point of objection. <laughs> I know Craig from the last house. Yeah, from Anfield. So we're Anfield people. But no, point of objection. You're posh. Yeah, I'm born in Sheldwall. But they, these people don't know where that is because they're in Norway and in America. It does well in America as well. There's a lot of dudes in America. So, uh, these are my brothers. Craig, say hello. Hey. Dean, say hello. Hello. Dean's the, uh, the defiant one. Craig, you're the oldest. I am. So, uh, in terms of us watching movies, we, we shared a room growing up. So, what movies would you say were on the most in that room? Because I remember the, the Wayne's World 2 tape getting worn out a lot. Well, there was Wayne's World 2, uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Home Alone. We were, we were a Python people as well, weren't we? Python, yeah. yeah. Dane, there was Python tapes going on. 
Uh, I don't think there were tapes, but we had Paramount TV, which was... Yeah, and when we taped stuff off that, weren't we? Because that's what you had to do back then. You taped it off the telly. I remember a lot of Monty Python and a lot of the Critic. Critic. Uh, very formative of our sense of humour. But no Coen Brothers, was there? No, 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 not that time. Because it's a mature person's movie. So, having just watched The Big Lebowski, Craig... Would you think it was the greatest movie of all time, or just one of the greatest movies of all time? It's alright. It's alright. Greatest film I've seen today. <laughs> <laughs> but we did see 30 minutes of, of uh, Beverly Hills, Hills Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing. So it doesn't really say much, does it? Well, they're both about, uh, you know, um, you know, Eastern spiritualism, as seen through the eyes of a Westerner. See, now... You may not be aware of this, but The Big Lebowski is actually about Taoism, and, you know, the search for self. The search for the rug, which is what the movie is, is actually the search for the self, which is the search for self-completion, which is why at the end of the movie, everything goes back to the way it was, because life is about the journey, which is also why the car is so important. Well, I would say that we weren't aware that that was the point, because we don't listen to your podcast. And now to follow up with saying that the movie doesn't finish where it ended because he's left without a rug at the end. Well, okay, yeah, but he's still bowling. He's still uh, living his same life. He's just rugless now. I get the feeling he's not into the bowling. You don't think he's into the bowling? No. What else has he got going on? He he refused to do the the you know the drop off in case it interfered with the bowling. He he left like a thousand what was it like half a grand on the table. He he's very into the bowling. I take it back. Yeah, you would. Uh, what about uh, Walter? Who 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 feels that Walter was in Vietnam? That was the conversation we had during this movie. Do you think he was faking? Possibly. A lot of history is proven that there's been a lot of soldiers that have claimed. This is where my one point of observation comes in. <laughs> okay. I was starting to think no, he wasn't in Vietnam. Yeah. But then, in the scene in the bowling alley where he pulls the gun, yeah, uh, the music playing in the background is The Monks. Okay. American punk band. Yeah. From the 60s. Yeah, yeah. 1966, okay. Black Monk time. Germans, American soldiers placed abroad. Uh, they formed the yeah. punk band when they were stationed in Germany. Really? Vehemently anti-Vietnam. Uh-huh. They were the first band to sing songs, in my opinion, about hate and anger. And indeed, the song playing is I Hate You, I Hate You, Baby. Really? And the album starts with uh, Gary singing about his brother being killed in Vietnam. Okay. Don't patronise no, no, me. No, no, I'm actually really interested in this. You've never heard the tone of me being interested in you before. Yeah. And I think it's showing that he does actually have trauma from being in oh, Vietnam. Okay. And that's it manifesting itself, whereas the rest is all talk and spiel. So, so like they were like a sixties band that were out at the same time as all this peace and love stuff. Yeah, but they were thinking about hate. Oh wow, okay. They're the flip side to the Creedence stuff that your man Yeah, the dude always listens to Creedence. To. Oh, okay, okay. Because I have said many times that Creedence, that you know, that it's a war movie because that's the Vietnam stuff. Wow. We've actually made a point to this. We? Yeah. (laughs) And I'll I'll tell you something else for now. So at the very beginning, which you probably weren't paying attention to because we're still getting rid of mom who goes shopping at this time of year, there's the tumbleweed rolling through the beach. Yeah. Much like it is in this podcast. 
Okay. <laughs> See, the thing about the tumbleweed is it's like one of those old mystic questions is like, is it being pushed by the tumbleweed itself or is it being pushed by the wind? You know, it's what, actually the wind. Well, that's it's, scientifically, it's, that's the answer, yeah. But some would argue that it's got its own predestined thing to start heading towards water. Like it's always it seeking hasn't. out something. It's a dead plant. It's, it's not... It's not dead. It's well, yeah. Well, it wasn't born. But the thing is, it's heading towards the ocean at the yeah, beginning, and it's heading to and at the we end up at the ocean. But when they go to the um, you know the the dead man shop, whatever you'd call it, where you get your bodies handed to you in an urn, there's a big thing written on the wall, isn't there? Yeah. Well, what does it say on the wall? It's the Psalms. It says. I'll tell you what it says. It says. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been there. Much like the wind blows the tumbleweed. As true now as when it was written. Directionless, causeless. And what's the last song in the movie? Dead flowers. Huh? Huh? There's something there. How right. long does this episode have to last? <laughs> as long as we come up with interesting points that people want to listen uh, to. I think that passed. Uh, well, I was still going to do, like, the stock questions, then, like, what do you feel about Donnie? Why, why, was that fair that he died like that? Did you not feel really sad when he died? I felt really sad when he died. Not really, no, you, you just didn't feel sad. sad. No, but in the character, did you not feel, because he was such a nice guy. Well, we didn't even, we didn't know much about him, we just kind of felt caught up and nervous in all this. Well. I think he wanted to surf and bowl. Like, what brought those people together? Like, the the characters don't seem to gel so well, but they were on, a, like, a winning bowling team. Donnie and Walter... Are they Walter, a winning bowling team? Well, they were going up in the league. I, we don't know how they finished. Donnie and Walter don't seem to get along. Why does Walter hate Donnie so much? I think because Walter he's hates... The, always the, the, represents the hippie, I suppose. The oh. peaceful one. Walter Where like Walter always claims to be a Vietnam vest. There you go. The dude's the biggest hippie, isn't he? Fire it, Yeah. And they are always on opposite sides. Whenever, whenever they talk, whenever they're in a scene together, the dudes either dead calm and Walter's dead angry, or Walter's dead angry and the dudes are calm. That's just something that happens all the way through. Also, here's an interesting fact. Did you know that the dudes never seen bowling in this movie about bowling? And every time that Walter bowls, he hits a strike until the last scene before his death where he misses one pin. As if to say, life is incomplete. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. I'm stunned into silence. <laughs> With all these interesting factoids I'm dropping on you. So, what was your favourite scene in the movie, Bray? I thought it was just a generally interesting film. You liked it, yeah. Would you watch it no, again? I might do. Yeah, he'd watch it again. Dean, like you said, like you've not seen this before in full, yeah? That is correct. How does that work? I used to drop in to see people in halls at uni and they were always watching the big Lebowski so I only ever saw it from the points I joined and then walked out. That would drive me mad. I'm, like, I work next to TVs playing movies all the time and I've had to go home and watch the movie in full just so I knew what was happening. And we're talking about movies like I'd never be interested in like The Martian and Sing. I had to watch the whole thing just so I knew the middle bits. How many times did you see just clips of it? Oh, it must have been like 15, 20? 15, 20 times. Yeah. And you weren't bothered about finding out what was actually going on. Different times. How did you find out what's going on? You I, couldn't have, I couldn't arrange to be there when they were there. You could have gone the Blockbuster and got the tape. I don't think there was a Blockbuster in Stoke. <laughs> it was Blockbuster in every city in the country, yeah? There was. 
What's the big, what was your favourite part of the Big Lebowski I haven't watched it before? That is a good question. Do you think it symbolised anything? Are you interested in dudism now, the religion based on this movie? No. No, not at all? No. Craig, could I interest you in some dudism? Yeah, it helps me more feel more relaxed about life, I suppose. There you go, that's the right answer. Someone got something from this. Yes, <laughs> I got something from it, and I've seen it 20 times before. It's The movie teaches us to be like the dudes, to be like Jess Lebowski, to just abide and take things easy, man. That, that's how I approach life. And as you know, I'm a very, you know, cool guy. And the one time I tried to be proactive and get involved in stuff, he almost ends up... Alright, alright. Caught up in the blackmail plot, so he could have just stayed out of it the whole time anyway and just ended up where he was. Yeah, I suppose so. But... It's about the journey, isn't it? Like we've said, life is about the journey. Was it a pleasant journey? Did he need that journey? Who says it has to be a pleasant journey? Some sometimes, well, he found the um, the spirit of the West dude through going on this journey, and from spirit of the death West dude, he learns to, you know, more Western philosophy than he had Eastern philosophy. Sometimes you eat the bar. Well, it, it doesn't seem adept to a Western philosophy about the bar eating you. Well, he that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because we're watching getting this movie, getting bits of Eastern philosophy. He's getting bits of Western philosophy from the school. And, you know, you get bits wrong as you go along. You think we're getting bits of Eastern philosophy. That's what the movie was about. Doesn't mean we get it. I get it. If you watch it more times, you'll get it. It's about how you shouldn't, you know, your possessions end up holding you, which is like the rug, the quest for the rug, because he felt like it was destined to be with him. At the end of the movie, he learned it wasn't destined to be with him. It's just a rug. Life goes on. And Sometimes he kind of forgets the about the rug. Strikes and gutters. Strikes and gutters. Sometimes you roll a strike. Sometimes it goes on the gutter. That's okay. Even if it is a competition. Who cares, man? You know? Abide. Julie knows it's logical. <laughs> it's not about logic. It's about... Feeling. I remember feelings. <laughs> what would you say your favourite Coen Brothers movie is then, dude? Don't know. <laughs> don't I haven't really thought about it in great detail. Would you say it's Fargo? don't know if I've seen all of Fargo. You've seen all of Fargo? What about... It's not a serious man. No, I don't know who's would say that was their favourite film. I mean, it's not... For, like, like, as... As deep as the Big Lebowski is, it's also enjoyable just on the surface of it. I mean, it's it's long. Oh, I saw Burn After Reading at the cinema. I enjoyed that one. Burn After Reading, I thought was better the second time around. What was the musical one? My Brother Where Art Thou? Oh, Brother Where Art Thou, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that was good. I also True Grits. True Grits, yeah. That's a Jeff Daniels, isn't it? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, there you go. That's what I meant to say. I can edit around that. I think it's one of Jeff Bridges' better roles, this. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, that, that cartoon movie where he plays a surf and penguin that has the same outlook and philosophy as the dude does. Surf's up, was it? Surf's up. Is he just giving himself typecast? Well, I, I guess he kind of was. Just like a bum. Well, that, it was like he said like, when he got the script for this from the Coens, he's like, have you been following me? And it's like, cause it's pretty much his life. He wears his own clothes in the movie a lot. Yeah. yeah, the sandals are his. The uh, the that t shirt he wore, the like the chi like the eight Chinese, baseball t shirt he's worn in uh, that and Fisher King the, Terry Gilliam movie. So he's just you know trying to bring a natural presence to it. You know, he's living in it. He lives in the live in the role. You live in the movie. You live you live the life. You know. Yep. You know. 
Uh, what would you say the the funniest bit was? Uh, maybe John Goodman bites off the fella's ear with comical. <laughs> and then you just say it shoots up in the air. Okay, yeah. Did it make you laugh to beat the band? Yeah. To laugh to beat the band? To laugh to beat a band? That's what the spirit of the West says at the end. This is the problem, watching movies in this family, because people are going out, they're coming in, they're talking over each other, no one's paying attention to what's happening. Something as deep and subtextual as this. Look, it makes me start yelling at people, and I don't like to start yelling at people, because I'm a peaceful guy. I did say put subtitles on. But I I thought we would have been okay, because there was less of us here. But it's the noisiest ones are here. I'm not noisy. I think we're going to go off topic. <laughs> Just get back on topic. Have you got any other interesting things to say then? I had one interesting thing to say you and did. I said it about five minutes ago. <laughs> I believe in less being more and that you need to learn more about the monks. Okay, well I can surely do that. It was a good soundtrack to the film. It's a very good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah the Latin Kings uh, and they're doing the Hotel California is pretty cool. Gypsy Kings. Gypsy Kings, there you go. There's the, the walk in Wikipedia. <laughs> Bad Bob Dylan song twice. <laughs> it's funny they use the same song twice, isn't it? Like, the bit where um, like little Larry is stonewalling them, you know, like when they go to the dude's house with uh, who's in the the, uh, the the Iron Lung. Yeah. Who was that in the Iron Lung? He was a guy who wrote branded. This actually happened. This is based on a real dude. Like the dude is based on a real dude. All right. So they they just put like a story around it, but they they go there because they find um. Larry's homework at the car so Larry stole the car for a joyride so they go there to pressure him because they think he's got the money but he doesn't so like, they, they're giving him all this aggro like they're coming at him very hot you know they're coming at him very angry but Larry is being pacifist about it he's being calm he's being still he's being collected and Walter who's a big ball of angry energy he doesn't know what to do with that so what does he do he takes his vinyl actions out on someone else I don't think the kid is being calm and collected I think he's being uh, detached and uncommunicative Mm, okay but it's still you know to dress it it's coming up with the same result isn't it no well it, detached uncommunicative and calm that's, a, that's a good point that's it's a good point dead. yes okay you've made an excellent point because <laughs> because when the dude is in the similar role with the the Malibu police sheriff at the end he could have said nothing and this, the police sheriff would have been happy and content with that. But instead, he, he, he gives him aggro. He says, ah, I'm sorry, I was listening. And then he throws a cup at his head. So we've learned, like, that young kid, who was a bit of a dick because he did steal that car, is approaching, like, uh, what did you say, Dean? He's, um... What? I guess you could talk about it in terms of uh, destruction of the self. Do a destruction of the self. Okay, go on. So the kid isn't any philosophy... He's nihilist. He's no. He's, he's got no response. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Whereas the dude is trying to affect it, and he's unsuccessful because there's too much of a smart ass in him. So I guess it's like saying that these different philosophies were worth learning in this movie. They're all interesting. They all have their benefits, but in terms of like applying them all to your daily life, it's a lot harder than than you'd think. You know, you can say the tenets of these things are interesting, you can try and apply them, but you can't live by them. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard enough life. For us. Yeah, there's, 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 there's something there. I think that's a semi-intelligible point. 
we we can whap that up as one of the uh, the comments on the thing, I guess. Um, for the record, I don't give my consent to be featured in this episode. <laughs> Please strike me from the record, you. So, uh, as we discussed, this is uh, watching movies in this has all fallen apart because Dean's wandered off somewhere. The most professional podcast ever. So, Craig, it's you and me. We're going to finish this up. Uh, would would you be looking more into learning about Eastern spiritualism from this? Well, it's a possibility, yeah. It's a possibility, okay. Yeah. Would you be watching more cowboy movies after this? Because Sam Neill is pretty films. cool, isn't it? Isn't he? Is it Sam, Sam Neill, the moustache guy? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Why do I always say, I say this every time? Yeah, Sam Elliott, yeah. What was that song that was playing when he uh, at the beginning? Um, the, Betrayals, one of them. It, it was the beginning of Don't Fred to Be Anything by mm, Roy Rogers and the Sons of the Pioneers. It was a Roy Rogers song. Tumbleweeds. Tumble and Tumbleweeds. Yeah, tumble tumble that, that would make sense because it's Tumbleweed going on there, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's like the Western movies were all about like the, the vast empty plains of and things you could explore, which is very much the opposite of what modern America is. Which again is the dude is the opposite of these cowboy characters. Maybe that that was an opposite as you think. Oh, why not? During those particular areas of cowboys, it wasn't unusual for op- opium to be used by oh. cowboys. So okay, well that's an interesting point. Yeah, I missed it. That's the term Shanghai. Where that's where the term Shanghai, Shanghai comes from. Why? Because because people would be in bars, they'd be that drunk. Barber would pull an even behind the bar, and they'd, be, they'd fall down into this hole into the cellar where they'll be captured by people and sent over to Ch- Shanghai in China. Oh, okay. Working the opium fields. Oh, nice. So, uh, Do they yeah. not have enough people in China? That's where the tension. That's why it's going to get Shanghai. Cheaper to use slaves, I would think. I imagine people in China. And then the opium maybe they were just jerks. Would be sent back to North America and Europe. And I think opium's a bit more dangerous than marijuana. I thought people were sent from China to work in the railroads to build the road west, and then the old west. No, they actually captured people and then sent yeah, people yeah. back to China. But like they probably what a funny old world. They probably stayed there because it was quite nice, and then they're like, "No, nah, you're getting Shanghai back to Shanghai." A lot of them became very, some of them became quite rich. Okay, well, yeah, that's the American idea, isn't it? You know, wealth and stuff, but not for the dude. The wealth dude's life is about bowling and peace. Yes, can we all agree on that? Yep. Yeah. No. Nope. <sighs> Overall. So difficult. Well, brothers, it's been uh, interesting abiding with you. I hope you take the lessons from the movie out into the world with you and you abide in peace. Abide with me. <laughs> and fade.